0: Hello, and welcome to Business On Track, a podcast for business owners who are wanting to save time, earn more, and grow faster with their marketing. My name is Sanjay Souza, and in this podcast, we talk to business owners who have achieved success in finding the right balance to become the happy entrepreneur they always wanted to be. So, um, I was actually doing, um... A business training course uh, called KPI program and I met some amazing people in that program and uh, I met someone called Ziggy he's in finance but he's different he's he actually smiled um, <laughs> a lot of <laughs> a lot of people in finance um, you know they they know their numbers they know what they're doing but um, they don't smile uh, and you know it stressed me too much but um, Ziggy um Siggy was actually different so we kept talking and here's Siggy um Siggy is the CEO of um 3p how are you Siggy
1: yeah I'm good Sanjay thanks for having me mate and we need to we need to laugh more right life's too short we need to have fun and we need to laugh because the thing is if we don't laugh we'll end up crying <laughs> <laughs> look,
0: look um Siggy the um one of the, look, uh, as you know, we're, we're actually in, on the other side of the coin. We do marketing to help businesses uh, grow. Uh, on the other side of the coin is about uh, tracking your money, uh, making making sure you're there. you structure them well, you plan them well. Um, there are, like, for people like us, people in marketing, money, wealth, financial independence, they're just big words. Um, do you want to explain what money wealth and financial independence means to you and uh, means to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good one. That's a good one because I mean, if you go on to Google or YouTube or anywhere and you type in financial independence or how to make money or how to create wealth, I mean, the, the, the list is endless. The videos are going to be endless. The people on there that are espousing their theory or their way of doing things are endless as well and what happens is that people get overwhelmed or they end up picking one of those things because it could resonate for them so for example someone is really hot on on property so you know that that resonates with them and so they join this property group or process or whatever others like shares and there's someone out there who will show them how to trade futures and and trade uh, you know all, all these things that are, that are just out there and and for me my my view is having now you know, sort of lived 51 years on this earth is to sit back a bit and say, what is, when we talk about wealth, because that's the word that I want to focus on. When we talk about wealth, what do we mean? And so typically wealth, when we talk about wealth, we talk about money. We talk about the dollars and the cents. And so, and and I really believe that wealth is a lot more than that. Now, that's very important. Very important. Don't get me wrong. You know, the money aspect is very important. Financial independence is very important. But for me and for us at 3P, when we're talking about wealth, we look at it in three areas. One is be on track to achieve financial independence, to be financially independent. I think there's, there's nothing um, worse than worrying about your future and wondering, am I going to have enough? I'm working now. I've got income now. But when the time comes to actually want to stop work, Will I have enough? And that's usually worry. So financial independence. The second one is a healthy lifestyle, and and that involves obviously nutrition, eating well, and and a smile, and, and, a, and a smile, <laughs> correct, and a smile, um, and and uh, you know eat. So eating well, exercising, just all around being healthy. And then the third one is in the area of relationships. So we want to have sustainable relationships with our spouses our children our parents our cousins and extended you know close friends um, our community and, and i think that if you work on those three areas and have them as good as possible because we know that we're never going to get them 100 right there's always something that's going to go wrong in one of those areas but if you work on those areas as much as possible then you minimize the risk of something going wrong so if you've got a good advisor if you're working on your finances if you're well there's a good chance that you're going to achieve your goals and objectives and you're going to minimize the risk of something going wrong and so it is with those other two areas as well and so with 3p you know I, I believe that if you work on those three areas as much as possible then that unlocks true wealth
0: hundred oh, percent. I uh, that that is uh, that is hundred percent. I agree with you. Just um, whatever you do, if you you need to know the end goal in mind, you need to keep the end goal in mind, and and that end goal actually just uh, help you make correct decisions. So the, if your end goal is to be healthy and have you know have those uh, important relationships uh, maintained and 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 I forgot the other one uh, that. It's, it actually make makes sense um, rather than just going after some shiny objects, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Well, it, it keeps you focused, Sanjay. It keeps you focused. And, and we, you know, we are people and I'm the same. We are people that like shiny objects, right? So something comes along and you go, Oh, that looks good. Yeah. I might try, you know, and, and that can take you off track off your um, you know, off your, your goals, off your, um, you know, there's this main direction, you know, that you're on. And I think with anything in life, we, you know, we, we should consider looking at it and saying, okay, how do I want my relationships to look? Ideally, what would I want them to look like? And then you can reverse engineer and sort of work yeah. backward from that and say, okay, well, what, this is where I'm at. This is the gap. I do it. You know, when we talk about finances, we you know, with clients, the one main question is, if you were financially independent, what would that look like? If yeah. you're retiring today, what would that look like? Oh, that might look like, you know, I'm earning, for example, $150,000 a year and I probably need $100,000 if I don't have any debt and the kids are off our hands. And so, okay, well, now we can work back and say, well, that $100,000, you probably need around $2 million to deliver that sort of income to you. And now, for the for the first time – Many people's lives, this, they, they've now got something to work towards. And they can say, okay, well, this is where I'm at. I now know where I need to get to. How do I fill the gap? And that usually involves having a financial plan. But in the other areas of life, it, you, know, you need to have a plan around the relationships and a plan around you know, the healthy lifestyle and the exercising. So it all comes back to you know, what do you want it to look like, where you're at right now, what's that gap, and how does that, how does that get filled?
0: The next thing I wanted to ask you, you you already touched on those and answered the question, you know, mostly, you know, how does your service is is different from a typical finance planner or, or accountant?
1: One, one I mean, of the things, yeah, yeah, good question, good question. So I started off in, in accounting and tax, did that for many years and then moved into financial planning. And the reason was i love to engage with clients and their goals and their objectives and sort of map, map things out for them. And, you know, really got involved into their lives. You know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a real sort of connecting, engaging type of person. I love to hear people's stories. Um, and so that began the journey of saying, okay, well, what do I want three P to look like? What, what services do we want to be able to, to provide? And so, uh, uh, in, the, in the first instance, when it came to finances, I wanted us to be holistic. I wanted us to be able to provide services in all areas of finances, not just in accounting and tax or not just in, in, in financial planning. And so um, that's where that, that journey began. But now, now that we've actually built it up to the point where we have those services, I'm now looking at the client's journey over the next sort of two, three, four, five years looking at the client's journey and coming back to our definition of wealth and saying, okay, well, now we need to gear up 3P so that we can provide services. So we get qualified people in and provide services in the area of relationships and in the area of um, a healthy, healthy lifestyle. And ultimately, Sanjay, where I'm going with 3P is, I guess this is the, the silent P, if you like. The fourth P is when we're talking about purpose. You know, I want to be able to get to the point where the client has entrusted us with their finances, their relationships. And so we're now we're helping them as much as we can in those areas. But we're also talking about, well, what is your what is your purpose? Why, you know, why are you here? We can get as deep as you like or just as, as, as sort of keep it, you know, on the on the periphery. But just to say, OK, well, what are you doing? Is there something? bigger do you you know Simon Sinek talks about the why this is what, yeah. where I want to get to with clients
0: yeah look uh, again um, the purpose is uh, is very important so when as a client we need to know what we want to achieve so that the experts can help us so I mean even in my industry uh, in marketing I we also sort of do the same we just ask them what exactly you're trying to achieve um, that's very important to us. The why is important to us because the thing is when people are uh, the, when people know what they want or their purpose, they're more motivated to work on a plan with you. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, I think in, in in finance, probably the same. Uh, if you even if you're the uh, the the most you know biggest expert in your industry. But if the client is not motivated with this purpose, it's very difficult to like. It's it, you know you can't carry them you know. So but yeah. but if they know what they want, they will put that extra extra uh, pressure on them themselves to get to where they want to go, not yes. where you want to go. So no, it's so true. I, I agree. Um, now this is this is something I wanted to ask from you. Um, you know it is very frustrating in in finance. Uh, industry. There are very interesting people. I have personally experience, bad experiences. I've trust, um, I trust them and I went with them and then, um, yeah, they don't want to know me anymore. So what are the frustrating things you see in your industry?
1: Yeah, it's frustrating, I guess, that um, the financial planning industry has gone through a tumultuous time. And I remember coming out of accounting tax, moving into financial planning, accounting and tax had a lot of compliance. We were taught at university to act with honesty and integrity and in the best interest of the client. And I came into financial planning and there wasn't that requirement. You did, you did not have to act in the best interest of the client, which sort of blew, you know, blew my mind to say, okay, well, what are we doing? What are we doing then? And, and the requirement only was to make recommendations that are appropriate. You know, you could have five products that you're recommending all of them appropriate one is in the client's best interest but you know which one that typically the client would get if there was more commission payable on one of the other products mm. and so the industry had to go through this change it couldn't self regulate to the point where it got rid of all the, the the problems that were in there and so we ended up having a raw commission um, and so that's that's changed now where the the government in particular now Sees the financial planning industry as a profession rather than as a sales process, which it was before. And we had the major banks in financial planning, and that that was a pure product flog because they were able to, you know, integrate everything and sell, uh, get clients in, and basically sell, you know, sell their products to them. And so most of them are now out of the financial planning game, uh, and so it's left to the rest of us to now build it as a profession. There's minimum standards in terms of Continuing professional development. Now you have to have a degree if you want to be in the industry, which you didn't have before. You know, you could previously you could be a financial planner with with two weeks with two weeks training. That's yeah. all. Um, it just didn't make sense. And so the frustration has been in that there's financial planners and and clients would go see a financial planner with the expectation that they were going to get advice and based on this is where I want to end up. These are my issues. These are problems that I'm having. This is the one I'm going to get fixed. But they would just end up getting being sold a product. Um, and that's a bit like going to a doctor and saying I've got a back problem and the doctor, without even asking any more questions, is writing out a prescription, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> rather yeah. than going through the diagnosis part. And so yeah. that, that's been frustrating. Um, and, and I guess people espousing stuff on the internet where – yeah, you know, there's no qualifications, and I know properties work for a lot of people, and share trading's work for a lot of people. You know, but the key is sort of how do you bring it all together in a holistic way?
0: Yeah. Now I'm going to change gears. Um, wanted to ask you, you know, doing business is not easy, um, as a you know I, I found out the hard way. Uh, but I still love it. I, I'm passionate. I wouldn't actually trade anything else in the world, but. What's wrong with you? Why did you start a business
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, What's wrong with me? I, I think that's a good way to, to, to start that conversation. What is wrong with me? What was I thinking? <laughs>
0: yes. um,
1: I, I think you're probably like me, Sanjay, and so many other business owners out there who from time to time, we think, what am I doing? Why did I, would I do this? And, and, and thankfully, those situations are rare. Um, but they do happen sometimes, you know, things can get overwhelming. Sometimes there's stuff, issues that you go, man, if I was just an employee, if I was working for someone, I wouldn't have this issue that is now causing me grief that now is, I mean, I've I've been up like I'm sure many others have, you know, two or three o'clock in the morning where you're trying to just sort of sort some stuff. You're trying to just sort of meditate and work through things and you're going, I'd be sleeping peacefully if I was an employee. Um, Having, having said that, they're rare occurrences and I think there's a lot of satisfaction you know, in what we do in having the flexibility in being able to um, you know, work with clients and through their situation you know, in the way that we um, maybe wouldn't have been able to had we been an employee of someone else who was doing things their way. And so we can add our own flavour and our own touch to it Um, And one of the things that I really enjoy gives me the opportunity to be able to still travel overseas. I've got a Greek background. I love my family. I love my extended family, you know, with a typical, my big fat Greek wedding. I'm going to one in Greece soon. Uh, And so that gives me, being in business gives me the flexibility to do that because uh, whilst I'm going to be working well, Oh, sorry, there's a fly. Whilst I'm going to be working, whilst I'm away, still, you know, keeping a tab on things, and uh, I, I can still do that and be away. Yeah. You know, um, we can't just turn off. But that's one reason why I can be away is because I'm self-employed, because I've got my own business, and whilst I'm away, I can still keep a track on things and keep keep things going, in terms of marketing. So, you know, it's uh, that that's why. So I, I hope. <laughs> I, I hope that gives some encouragement to people, but it's not all, it's not all rosy.
0: Uh, look, uh, I think, um, I think uh, what you said is uh, 100% I, I agree with you. It, um, doing business is uh, no other thing, no other job has given me the personal development I had over the years. It's, you need to think a lot of things, a lot of areas, and your brain get a really good exercise just um, doing business because you need to think of every single angle. And also the, the, the flexibility you were talking about. I think I had a client, um, I had a not a client, but I had someone that said, um, I mean, um, I'm actually just working nine to five. I'm sick of doing nine to five. So I want to do business. And I smiled and said, So you think it's going to be what? 10 to two? It's yeah. going to be 24 seven. But the reality is, you can set up the business away. So it actually, a little bit of flexibility so you can work around your life. But man, if you're just coming into business thinking you can actually switch off nine to five or less hours, please stay in your day, day job.
1: Yeah. No, it's hard work. It's hard work. Um, but it's satisfying and it pays off yeah. if you do it properly. And the, the payoff, the longer game is the payoff is being able to leverage your business Yeah, so that it can you know, we talk about the, the the phrase of you know don't work in your business, work on it. But if you can leverage it and set things up properly, then you're able to do that yeah. really, like really, and that's the goal.
0: Um, another question. Um, I uh, I'm actually collecting this because um, I get really interesting answers. Well, like like I said before, um, doing business, you need to be jack of all trade. You need to look, you need to know everything. You don't have to be master at it all of them but you need to you need to know everything um what you know how to deal with custom how to deal with people um how to conflict resolute like stand up in front of in front of a crowd and talk uh, how to smile you need to learn everything so i'm just um uh, it was but i don't think the the education system the school system is actually support uh, supporting anyone or encouraging any anyone to actually go and do entrepreneur become an entrepreneur or a business owner they want everyone to be an employee so what skills do you think our kids should learn in schools so that they be encouraged to you know take entrepreneurship as a uh, as a field um yeah that's that,
1: that's a really good question um that's a really good question i think um i think given finances are such a big part of our lives i think at school, what should be taught is the value of money, um, and and that's I mean that's very broad, but you can deliver it in a way to a child so that they're able to understand at their level. So there's some things that you can do in primary school. Certainly, things at high school which gives them some skill levels because you know they're typically our parents uh, pass on what they've learned and. Some of it is good, and some of it is not good, and some of it should be better. Um, and so I think there's an opportunity there to teach the the younger people one the value of of money in particular, managing finances because that's that's key. Second one I think is around um, consistency, and, and I think that that comes into business as well, and with anything you know that we do. If you want change to happen, if you want to be good at at something, it usually means time and consistency. You know, I, I look at some of the the greatest, you know, soccer players of, of the world. You know, you talk about the Ronaldos, and and I don't know exactly, I've heard that he's got just an amazing training regime. But I do remember Harry Kuehl when he came back to Melbourne victory. Um, i followed his whole career. We're about the same age. And, uh, you know, he was sort of, we were able to live our lives, our soccer lives through Harry Kuehl, Mark Viduka, because we're sort of that generation. But Harry came back from overseas came to Melbourne Victory and I remember they asked Archie Thompson they asked Archie Thompson and they said what's it like having Harry kill back what is he what is he like as a person he said I've never seen anyone work and train so hard mm. he says the first one there is the last one to leave he does his own training and so you're talking about a guy who has has amazing skill right amazing skill so as Ronaldo so was these guys these guys so it's really about consistency and working at it so With a bit of skill, add on the hard work and that consistency, amazing things can happen. Yeah. The third thing is I think that just this never give up attitude, you know, just, uh, you know, get knocked down and get up again, not get knocked down and get up again. And the difference between the people that succeed generally speaking and the ones that don't are the ones that actually do things, right? The implementation is key. Ideas are great. Everyone's got ideas. Implementation is key. So that's where that consistency part comes, but also, when you get knocked down, when it seems like I can't do this, you just got to get back up and just never ever give up, and that applies to everything in life.
0: Yeah, no, hundred percent. Look, um, Ziggy, with your three uh, P business, it's all um, it's all different to typical typical um, finance services I've actually approached before, um, so can you just explain a little bit about what, um, what the, what would be the benefit of coming to you and work with you? Um, if I come to you, so.
1: Yeah. So I guess not, I guess, sorry, not, I guess I know. Um, (laughs) I know that when clients come and work with us, um, they will get two things. They'll get professionalism. They'll get quality advice. Um, I believe that we're as good as anyone else out there when it comes to the advice that we, we give, but also they will, um, they'll, they'll have some fun with us, right? We're going to smile. We're going to laugh. We're going to make things enjoyable. Um, and so I, I'm very keen on having those two aspects because, you know, you can get a lot of professionalism in our, in our game. And as you mentioned before, you know, we can talk about the jargon and <clears throat> this portfolio um, you know the alpha on this portfolio was you know one point six percent. You know people are going to go, what? What? What are you talking about? You know, <clears throat> and so we want to be able to to give the advice in in, in terms that the client understands. See, the main aim <clears throat> the main aim is for clients to engage with us so that they're empowered to make decisions that are best for them. Yeah, and so it's not just about oh, I like Ziggy, I trust Ziggy. Whatever you say, Ziggy, no, that's not good enough. That's actually not good enough. You need to take some responsibility for your own situation. And, and our role is to help you with that, is to educate you and help you understand so that you can, the client is empowered to make a decision and, under, and, and know that, right, I now have a, an understanding and I am now empowered to make the best decision for my family you know, and that's key. So they're going to get professionalism. They're going to get a lot of quality, you know, quality advice, uh, but we're going to have lots of fun doing it as well. Awesome.
0: Uh, Now I'm going to be biased with this question. Um, I want to pick your brains on uh, something. I I get asked from my clients who comes to us for marketing, how to like, you know, you know, can you give us some ideas or give me some tips to set up a marketing budget? So, my answer is normally just uh, speak to someone, of uh, your account and uh, they're the ones actually good at numbers so ask them um is there any few tips you can or a couple of tips you can actually um add to give a
1: yeah, uh, the, you know <clears throat> yeah in the 3p model we have a situation where um we have 10 percent of every turnover of every turnover of parts of the business so the legal the accounting and tax of every dollar goes into um, uh, a a fund. And that fund is used for two things. That fund is used for marketing and for administration. The administration part involves, um, you know, covering things like, um, um, you know, promotion costs and things that, that'll help in branding. It might be subscription to some software for social media, that sort of thing, right? That's, that's sort of, Links in with marketing, but it's a little bit different. And then the balance is is pure marketing, and and that marketing is used for in whatever form um, the board decides it's it's best. Obviously, I, I drive that. That's that's my thing, but everything goes through through the board. So in terms of tips, I would say that allocate a certain percentage of your turnover to marketing. Now, that doesn't just mean advertising, right? It's completely. Different And typically when we're talking about marketing, it's like, where do I advertise? How do I get some leads? But marketing is so much more. And particularly in this day and age, there's never been a better time to be in business. There's never been a better time to be able to utilize social media, to be able to market ourselves and build our brand. And you mentioned before the brand. That, that's the key. You build a brand um, and you have to be very careful because a brand can disappear overnight, as we know but it takes years to build a brand and continue marketing. So I think first tip is obviously allocate some, some money aside. If you can't, for some reason, it could be finances are tight. Maybe you're starting out, maybe whatever the case. And there's a lot of ways um, where it would just cost you your time to do some marketing. And one way is a lot of online content. Yeah. You know, um, there's, you know, as I said, there's never been a better time you can do, you know, video content, where we're doing talks like this. It's, uh, you know, two or three-minute video. Like, that is marketing. That is – it's 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 promoting what you do, as long as you stay true to what you're doing, because people don't want to hear – I think people are over, you know, hearing about what, um, what I know, um, you know, what my qualifications are. These days, people expect you to be good. They expect you to have 20 or 30 years – of uh, experience they expect you to have the credentials like that's a given people want to know what you stand for what is it you know coming back to your why what is it and so if you if you're sharing a lot of these things and linking it back to what you do people will resonate with that so you can do that with videos you can do that those videos can be translated to blogs very easily these days um and and also um uh, you know you know twitter facebook uh, you can have um, various quizzes that you can yeah. There's a whole range of things that you can do that involves, you know, under the brand of marketing where it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg.
0: Yeah. So the um, the thing I ask um, this question from you, what, you know, some tips to allocate a budget, it, you know, some sometimes people don't think about marketing till they see less sales in their in the next couple of months you know so so they do all these reactive marketing they go all right i have to spend some money uh to get more clients and all that stuff but they don't have allocated a budget or they haven't they have they don't have that they don't keep allocating a budget so by the time we come to that critical point they don't have budget to do marketing so I, I think, uh, I'm not. I think I actually respect what you said. Um, allocating a budget in a regular basis, that actually gives you the confidence when, when you need to you know, spend more on marketing to get more traction, um, you have a allocated budget. Otherwise, you know the purpose, it's it, it probably too late for them to take action because yes, they know they want to do ABCD, but they, if they don't have allocated budget, then uh, obviously, um, it's probably too late for them to um, just capture the market or capture yeah. some leads. So,
1: and if you don't have, like we said before, if you don't have the budget at the moment, allocate the time. Yeah. You know, videos are free. <laughs> you know, YouTube is free. Uh, everything that's still available, most of what's available is free, and you don't have to spend a lot of money down the track. Yeah. Yes. You could do some specific advertising like we advertise at the moment on, you know, light FM here in Melbourne. Um, and so, but that's, we didn't, we didn't start off doing that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so you can do that and that generates that's part of branding. Um, and, you know, you could, you could set up podcasts and you can start to, uh, you can start to then, uh, you know, spend some money on that sort of thing. But initially I think there's a lot of, lot of opportunities from a, um, you know that are, that are free and yeah. it would just need your time and I yeah. think it's a good place to start
0: and uh, Sigi so yeah, I, you, you actually I'm reflecting on what you said uh, sometimes it is not just the money you need uh, for marketing it is your time time is money so, so the time um, allocating time in a regular basis in this case uh, is also doing ma- um, marketing so you know for example doing a podcast doesn't like you know appear on a podcast doesn't cost you but uh, that's your time so allocating time money all that sort of thing but in a regular basis that's probably bring uh, people actually just in front of others um more than and,
1: and doing it consistently Sandra. Yeah. you know doing it consistently i think comes back to that consistent you don't need to do heaps of it you don't need to do you know hours and hours every day, but you need to be consistent uh, and just do a little bit, just be consistent every day, do a little bit or every few days or or even start off once a week. If that's all you can do at the moment, because we know time is critical.
0: Now, Thank you so much. Um, I had a, I had an awesome time. This is not a typical uh, conversation I had with a, a typical financial planner. It was fun. It was awesome. Um, mate, where, can we, where can we find you? Um, how can we, how can someone actually reach out to you?
1: Yeah. So people can connect at 3pcorp.com.au. So number three, the letter P, corp, C-O-R-P.com.au. So if they go there, there's all the information they can to connect. They can uh, request an initial appointment, a meeting, and uh, you know we can we can go from there.
0: Well, look, uh, I wanted to chat to you more, but um, I know back in your mind you're uh, you're in uh, is it uh, were you Italy, Greece? Uh, you're... Greece, yes, Greece. <laughs> Greece. Uh, I know, I know you. Um, you know, even though you're 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 here with me, your mind is up there already. So yeah, uh... that's right. <laughs> going
1: next week. Going. Going soon. Going very soon.
0: You have fun, my friend, and uh, we will chat uh, another time.
1: Thank you so much. Pleasure, Sanjay. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Cheers.
0: Thank you for listening to the Business on Track podcast. Our aim is to inspire entrepreneurs in finding the right balance that helps them grow through strategic marketing. You can find out more about how Business on Track can help you by visiting our LinkedIn page or by visiting our website, businessontrack.com.au.